Hello and welcome to the SaltCast. My name is Ryan Johnson and I'm your host. And once again, got the Dream Team on uh, the podcast with me today. Jason Parr, Paul Johnson, and Danny Wright. Welcome, guys. Glad you could make it. Thanks for Thanks, having Ryan. us. Thanks, Ryan. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, so, so today I thought we'd have an exciting discussion on a yet again another state has kind of put through their legislation after all sorts of vetoes from the governor back to the, you know, they voted the veto off. So I think now finally Kansas has voted in their legislation for their marketplace facilitator tax laws or the economic nexus tax laws. And last week we had a discussion on Florida because they just passed theirs as well. And I think there's what one state left that hasn't quite enacted it yet. And so um, I wanted you guys kind of discuss kind of what the, the new law is, what they should look out for. Um, and you know, things like that, things that people wouldn't typically think about. Yeah, this seems to be 2021 seems to be the year of the holdouts finally coming around, right? You've got Florida, which we talked about last week in, and with Kansas, Kansas has been an interesting one to watch. I mean, they've offered no safe Harbor for, uh, e-commerce companies. Essentially, the the law supposedly, well, I don't want to say supposedly, the law was just one transaction. If you do any business in Kansas, then the position was you, you need to get registered. And I think the legislature has been fighting with the governor for a couple of years now, where the legislature has really indicated we need to follow the same guidelines that other states are following by having some sort of a threshold on sales into the state and the governor has just disagreed and so uh, they passed a law which introduced economic nexus right at a hundred thousand in cumulative gross sales uh, they introduced a marketplace facilitator uh, legislation which allowed for um, marketplace platforms to be responsible to collect and remit tax. They also, uh, in this legislation, were uh, repealing the click-through nexus, which is somewhat of a um, contradictory uh, issue across multiple states. Some states still have what they call click-through nexus. This idea that nexus is created by um, being able to click on a website, which connects to sales that are made by by your entity this affiliation rule um, anyway I digress on that but so pretty important legislation um, which benefits smaller sellers but introduces uh, a more workable threshold and the governor said no <laughs> I'm gonna veto that uh, we're gonna keep it just like it is and and uh, on May 3rd when uh, the legislature convened, they uh, overrode that veto. And so now uh, Bill SB 50 is going to be put into law. So I believe that that's going to be effective July 1. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and 
it does have that $100,000 threshold in cumulative sales. The way they're going to be doing it is if you had uh, $100,000 or more in sales in 2020, then you would need to register by 2021. I'm sorry, July 2021. And uh, also, if you didn't meet that threshold, but you've met that threshold already between January 1 and June 30 of this year, then you would need to register effective July 1 as well. Um, and so th the other aspect of this is the marketplace facilitator legislation, um, which puts into play the question, do I need to register, right? I've crossed the threshold. Um, I only sell on marketplace platforms. Do I need to register? And the answer to that is maybe. <laughs> probably uh, might be the answer to that, which is why we always say it's it's worth having a chance to talk through your specific situation and understand uh, how you make sales, uh, where those sales are made, and uh, whether you should register or not. Um, any other thoughts on this legislation, Paul or Danny? I think I, I, what uh, we've seen seem to be more common is when states roll these out you know this year another legislative year last year big legislation year um, the states are moving away from the transaction count you know in 2018 when uh, Wayfair and you know South Dakota went to the Supreme Court it was determined that you could have you know 200 transactions and had and have established economic nexus which is a real pain for smaller sellers. Um, I mean, by by law, you have established nexus. You have a requirement to collect and remit the tax and get registered. Cost of compliance is, you know, annoying. Um, it's it's no longer good to be your. It's uh, no longer easy to be just a small guy because you have to abide by all the different legislation. Um, and originally, you know, the states were going after the individual sellers and suing Amazon, and now they're just kind of churning that a little bit and. Now going after the big fish, the Amazons, the Ebays, the Walmarts, as a marketplace facilitator. And so just like <clears throat> in Kansas, Kansas indicated, hey, we're going to go after the marketplace facilitators. The sellers no longer have a responsibility as of July 1 uh, to collect and remit that tax. And, you know, it's only once you've exceeded the $100,000 in total sales, either in the current or previous calendar year. Um so I, I think that was interesting and, and a big relief for, for smaller sellers, uh, marketplace sellers specifically as well. Uh, obviously, you still have to be concerned and, and watch out for other platform sales where, you, where you're making sales maybe on your own website or through a non-marketplace facilitator's platform. Um, so it's all good things, I think. Yeah, too. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's pretty oh, tough sorry. to be positive, you know, about... <clears throat> laws right in in general when we look at uh, laws especially new laws and and certainly around sales tax laws uh it's it's easy to be critical or, or even negative but a, a couple you know positive points paul paul already mentioned one the fact that this is a hundred thousand dollar threshold and and doesn't include the or 200 transactions so certainly a much better it's a much safer safe harbor I'd say, and uh, additionally, it when you look at sales tax laws, I think everybody would like for there to be more uniformity 
across the the U.S. right across the different states and uh, Kansas was one of those that was tough. I mean, it, it if you look at conversation after conversation after conversation that we had, it was you know around economic nexus and discussing that with companies was okay. Most of the states right have an economic nexus law and and you know Florida and Can uh, Kansas and Missouri were three kind of outliers um, for different reasons, but one was certainly this, uh, the fact that uh, Missouri and Florida didn't have a law at all. And then Kansas had, you know, its own little twists where, you know, they determined that they had a law in place that uh, would be effective. And, but you had disagreement, right? I mean, you had even the attorney general, I believe that said this law would not even hold, hold up in court. So, yeah. There, were, there was that nuance with Kansas that we always had to discuss uh, with companies as we were talking about economic nexus. So it is nice that now they have this law in place. It's it's very clear. Right? There's def it's definitely more black and white. And uh, you can simply add it to the list of states that uh, you need to review when it comes to looking at your sales revenue and, and whether or not you've established nexus as a remote seller. Yeah. So Florida has joined the party. Kansas, um, through some difficult efforts, has joined the party. So now the question is, will the show-me state show up to the party or uh, continue to be a holdout? We'll show see. me your tax laws. That's exactly right. <laughs> I was on a conference, or I was on a, on a what's next call yesterday with a, a client, a potential client who is in, based out of Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, we were reminiscing about Missouri and how it's a pain and how she as a seller uh, was struggling in Missouri or uh, not really even sure, you know, how to register or, or what account should she have, a sales tax, a vendor's use tax, and she just sells on Amazon. Um, and uh, I said, well, you're in, you're in good hands because Missouri is the only state now <laughs> that has to pass legislation that requires the marketplace facility to do so. So until they do, it'll still be on your plate. <laughs> she wasn't so happy about that, you know, in jest, of course, but uh, it's good conversation. Yeah, I can't I can't believe that they would hold out for much longer. I I think they'll give in eventually but i think that uh sales tax laws are far from finished changing because uh, you still got economic nexus you got physical nexus and even with marketplace facilitator tax laws i mean if you still suffer from having physical nexus with your inventory in these warehouses so it's still going to be a tough Thing to figure out it's it'd be hard still hard to automate because there's a lot of discussion that needs to be had on on where you should get registered and where you have nexus or where you may have liability uh, it's a it's a great discussion that needs to be had uh, yeah. for everybody yeah, One yeah of the last things... note I'll add on that oh sorry Paul just gonna say a last note that I would add on that is a lot of times people feel like um, these laws make things uh, easier from a compliance standpoint and to a degree they do because if you're only on a marketplace platform and the marketplace 
has to collect tax in every jurisdiction, then then that's great. Still a question of whether you need to register or not, whether you have some other responsibility to report, even though you're not collecting and remitting. So there's a reporting requirement, you know, a nexus requirement, a reporting requirement, and then a collection and remittance requirement, depending on the state. But all it takes is for you to be on two platforms or to uh, sell through your own website and be on a marketplace platform. And the process of compliance starts to complicate very rapidly. And, um, and so that's why we consistently want a chance to chat with you to understand what your situation is. And um, we can make some solid recommendations to help you gain confidence in whatever decision you make to, to move forward on how you're going to handle compliance. But it, there's some real value in, in talking with someone through that process. Yeah, the only thing I was going to add to that was, you know, a lot of people, a lot of sellers, any, anyway, indicate that it's definitely to to the state's benefit to pursue the marketplace facilitator so they can capture more tax dollars. And so it's intriguing to me as, as states pass this legislation. I don't remember the number in Florida a couple of weeks ago when um, when we were talking about it, or last week when we were talking about it, but um, according to Bloomberg Law, they indicated that the the marketplace facilitator provisions of the bill will generate about $35.5 million in fiscal 2020, 2022, and then another $42 million in fiscal year 2023. I mean, that's huge tax dollars that just as a result of passing the legislation that they're going to be able to, to bring into the state. Um, and so you think about a state like Florida, I mean, Missouri, who has yet to pass him. I mean, they're missing out on millions and millions of dollars by just dragging their feet. And Florida, I mean, as long as it took them, I mean, and holy cow, I think it was much higher, but I can't remember the exact number. But point is, I mean, pursuing the marketplace facilitators is huge for the state. It's a big win for the state as far as tax revenue goes. At least Missouri has uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> something to be excited about get some amusement taxes and some other entertainment right. taxes <laughs> well said but yeah so always worth you know getting on a call with us discussing you know what your sales tax responsibility may be um, not just in Kansas but every state you may there may be something you're unaware of uh, so it's always great to get on a call with us, discuss what's going on in your situation. Every business is unique, um, and we want to talk to everybody. So make sure and check out uh, you know, our link down below. Schedule your time to chat with us, and uh, we hope to see you guys on another one.